0: Welcome to our podcast series, Talking with Traders, hosted by expert trader Garth McKenzie in London, from where he's interviewing various guests on the topic of trading. My name is Garth McKenzie. I've been trading since the age of 16. I headed up the retail derivatives desk for a large stockbroking firm in South Africa from 2003 until 2009. After that, I left the corporate world and I started traderscorner.co.za, an online service that caters to DIY traders providing analysis and trader education. I also ran the Traders Corner TV show on Business Day TV for over 10 years from 2009 to 2019. I've recently relocated to the UK and I trade both the South African and the offshore markets. Through this series, we hope to connect traders with other traders across the globe to share information, tips, and general advice on derivatives trading. The podcast series is brought to you by IG, a world-leading CFD provider. On to today's episode. This episode in the Talking with Traders series is something a little bit different, and it's actually not a talk with any other traders. It's just me, myself, Garth McKenzie, talking to you. And we've decided to slip this episode in amongst the series where we're interviewing other traders, because I think it's an important discussion point right now. And it's the topic around having been furloughed and lost your job, and whether you should look at taking up trading as a way to replace your income. And the reason I bring this up now is obviously because it's very topical. A lot of people have lost their jobs or have been furloughed, uh, given the crisis around the COVID-19 and the fact that the economic hardships around this are now biting down hard all over the world. Now, I'll admit, up until recently, I actually didn't even know what the term furloughed mean, and uh, I looked it up, and definition-wise, it means basically to be granted a leave of absence from your job, either on full or on partial pay. And this is something that a lot of companies are granting to their employees, uh, and particularly in areas of the economy where people are unable to carry out their work due to the lockdown that's imposed all over the world at the moment. And what this does really is it serves to protect employees' jobs and income during the lockdown period. And the assumption is that those people will return back to their jobs once the lockdown period is over. Not everyone has the luxury of being able to work from home and sit behind a computer screen to do their job. Think about people like airline pilots or bartenders or waiters or factory workers, amongst many other professions where you simply cannot do your work from home. And a lot of those people are sitting at home twiddling their thumbs, not having much to do at the moment. Those are the lucky ones. The unlucky ones have lost their jobs because there are many businesses that have simply gone under as a result of this economic hardship that is now facing the world. So in light of this I've been inundated with a lot of people who have absolutely no trading experience coming to me, and all of a sudden they're eager to start trading. And they're asking me whether this is a good idea and whether it's a nice, interesting, and useful way to replace their income. And quite honestly, this actually terrifies me. It terrifies me because I've traded the stock market for more than half my life, I've made it my passion. Uh, I've made it my business. It's what I do. And I know how difficult it is. Even with the level of experience that I've got, I know that it's difficult. And I know that it's to make a living from trading, even with my level of experience, is not easy. Um, I've run a derivatives trading desk for one of the largest private client stockbroking firms in South Africa. And in the last decade, I've occupied myself running my TradersCorner.co.za business, which is essentially a trading analysis business and an education business where I really cater to uh, private client traders who are looking to trade their own money and invest their own money and try and make it on their own in this big uh, intimidating world of financial markets. Now, obviously, I've got a lot of experience in doing this, And uh, what I can tell you is that trading is not nearly as easy to do as what is often the case in the way that trading is marketed. And unfortunately, I've witnessed a lot of stories of people that have been absolutely financially destroyed by trading the financial markets, and who've not followed the correct principles, and have come at it from a a point of inexperience, and have have not been able to make it. And as I say, there are some proper disaster stories that will make your hair stand up. So, you know, for that reason, I really do get quite annoyed when I see these adverts on the internet, which are quite common. Um, Often forex firms that are registered in questionable jurisdictions where financial regulations are not that strict, uh, places like Cyprus and the like. And, um, you know, you've seen these adverts, I'm sure you have. They're portraying trading to be a lot more glamorous than what it really is. It's the typical advert where you see this guy with a, you know, smart pair of sunglasses and a hot girl on his arm with a Colgate smile. And there's usually a sports car somewhere in the advert or a yacht or a helicopter. And all of this basically implies that there are, these are the trappings of riches that come from trading in the financial markets. And to be quite honest, it's utter nonsense. It's really nonsense. There's a strange mystique around trading. And I guess that's what leaves people susceptible to all of this false marketing around trading it's probably because the barriers to entry have become lower and lower over the years and with the advent of online trading it's become pretty easy for private individuals to enter the arena of uh, financial markets that were previously reserved for qualified brokers and investors who had the financial muscle or the backing of large firms behind them nowadays anybody can open an online trading account with a broker you can download some trading software you can put a bit of money into the trading account, and hey, presto, all of a sudden, Mr. Average Joe is able to access the same arena as the biggest hedge funds and the biggest institutions in the financial market world. Getting access to the arena is easy. Making a success of it is really not easy. And that's what so many people overlook. And that's the reason why I've decided to do this podcast. This week, and to bring this to people's attention because I think it's really important at this point in time where a lot of people are seeking out alternative sources of income and perhaps seeing trading as an easy way to supplement what income they're missing out on now. If you take a following scenario and ask yourself, does this sound realistic? You go, you buy yourself a set of golf clubs, you go down to your local golf club, and you set up a couple of lessons with the local golf pro and learn how to. Swing the ball, swing the club, hit the ball, you know put position your feet in the right place, move your shoulders in the right way, so that you can hit the ball relatively straight down the fairway, and uh, with that little bit of experience, you decide now that you're going to enter the p g a tour and start playing golf for a living how does how realistic does that sound to you, or how about this scenario? You buy yourself some software. Some design software, you complete a basic online design course and you decide that you're going to take up a job as an architect with a major architectural firm and start building skyscrapers. How realistic does that sound to you? It's ridiculous, right? But yet there are so many people who would see this as ridiculous and, and yet still fall into the trap that they think that they can come into the trading arena and make a success of it without having any prior experience in the markets whatsoever. Statistically, the rate of success of people who take up trading for themselves is actually desperately poor. Um, And this is particularly the case when you look at leveraged products. So when I talk about leveraged products, I'm talking about uh, Forex, uh, spread betting, futures and options, um, contracts for difference, those sort of things. Leverage products essentially allow you the ability to take a greater exposure to the market than what your capital would ordinarily allow you to take. Financial regulation requires that the providers of these pr- products uh, boldly disco- disclose what percentage of their clients actually lose money. And if you go onto any uh, CFD provider website or Forex website, you'll notice splashed right across the top of the website is a warning. And it tells you what percentage of their clients lose money trading in their products. It's very much like those warnings that you see on a cigarette box where it says, you know, smoking can cause cancer, smoking can can kill you. Uh, it doesn't stop people doing it, of course. But nevertheless, the regulations require that people, that, that these companies put those warnings on the cigarette boxes. Now, in the financial world, a very similar thing has been promulgated where these firms have to place that, health warning on the front of their websites. Right at the top in fairly bold letters, go to any CFD providing website and you'll see. And typically the number is that about 70, between 70 and 80% of clients lose money. And I've noticed recently that that number has actually been ticking higher since the markets have crashed. And don't be fooled into thinking that the other 20 or 30% are flying around in helicopters and driving Ferraris. They're not. Uh, Most of those people are simply bumbling around, taking one step forward and one step backwards and trying to learn the ropes and trying to make some headway in the markets without any significant success. There's only a very, very small sliver of people and traders who are consistently successful at trading the financial markets and who really do well from it. And those traders typically have the foundations in place, which include copious amounts of capital, financial capital, as well as emotional capital, and years and years of experience to do it successfully. So, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not saying that trading success is out of reach for everybody. It's not the case. I mean, every successful trader out there started at the bottom or near to the bottom. I'm simply stating the facts and the statistics that are quite heavily stacked against Mr. Average Joe, who comes out there thinking that he's going to start trading for a living and making a success of this with absolutely no prior experience. And for somebody who's been furloughed and has lost their job Um, You need to be realistic about these realities before assuming that you can just jump into this and start trading in order to supplement the income that you're now no longer getting. If you've listened to the podcast this far and you're still interested, then the next question is, how should you approach it and what should you do? Now, in this podcast series, this Talking with Traders series that I've been doing, it's sponsored by IG Markets. Uh, over the last couple of weeks. I've been talking with a lot of successful traders in my network and I've asked them a relatively consistent bunch of questions. And one of the questions that I ask each of the traders that I've interviewed is what advice, what one or two or three pieces of advice would they give to a start out trader who's wanting to get involved in this business and what should they look to do in order to try and give themselves the best chance of success as a trader. You're listening to Talking With Traders, a podcast series brought to you by IG, a world-leading online trading and investment provider. If you haven't checked out the IG online trading platform, please do so and visit IG.com. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast series on your favorite podcast app or website by clicking on the subscribe button and you'll be notified weekly as we release new episodes. So there's a couple of consistent things that seem to have come up in all of the interviews that I've done with the traders. So I'm going to pick out a couple of the consistent ones. And the first one is that you should start out small and you could you should start out without leverage. What that means is that you go out there and you trade either straight equity shares or index exchange traded funds. Don't start out with a leveraged product like a future or a CFD or a, or a Forex, where you can take an excessive amount of capital relative to or excessive amount of exposure relative to your capital, because that can be dangerous. Start out with no leverage. That's kind of like learning to swim in the shallow end of the pool as opposed to learning to swim in the deep end. And it's important that you start that way because if you start out with without leverage, it certainly gives you a better runway and a longer runway in order to try and build up some level of, of proficiency as a trader. And once you become better at it, trading non leverage products, then by all means, start looking at your leverage products, your futures, your CFDs, etc. But by then, you will have learned the ropes and you will have learned some of the valuable lessons in terms of how markets function. The second point is that being properly capitalized is absolutely crucial. Um, I've always said to my clients that you should treat trading like a business. And in any business, you'll know that you need to be properly capitalized to have a fighting chance of being successful. So if you've reached the point where you're wanting to trade actively and you take it seriously and you're wanting to trade leveraged products, then you need to be properly capitalized to do that. And I've always said to my clients that I think six figures is the right amount to start with. So six figures, 100,000 Rand. I think that's a good minimum number to start with. That amount of money will allow you to overcome the transaction costs associated with trading, and it will also mean that you're able to fight back and get your back against, uh, back out of the wall if you do hit a couple of losing trades. You can still fight your way back to profitability because you're adequately capitalized to do that. If you've only got five thousand rand or ten thousand rand and you think you're going to come at trading and make a success of it, unfortunately, I've got bad news for you. It's not going to happen. It's just not. You need to be adequately capitalized to do this and to do it successfully. Also remember that psychologically it's very difficult to trade with scared money. What I mean by that is if your money is very precious to you, you've lost your job or you've been furloughed and what little savings you've got is very precious to you, understand that psychologically that money is going to mean an awful lot to you. And unfortunately, the reality with trading is that you actually need to be able to set aside your capital and treat it as risk capital and, 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 and take on that risk, but also understand that, that money is not so precious to you. If the money is really precious to you, it means you're going to be scared of losing. And if you're going to be scared of losing, then unfortunately, it often means that you make bad decisions. It's just an unfortunate reality of, of trading. The third point is to know that stop losses and risk management are absolutely vital keys to success in this business. It's imperative that every time you go into a trade, you understand how much money you can potentially lose on a trade. Understand that in this business, what you're essentially doing is you're being paid to take risk. How much money are you willing to risk on a trade in order to find out whether your assessment of the market is correct? Now, the gradual, the general rule of thumb is that no, no trader should ever risk more than 2% of the, your trading capital. A lot of the traders that I've interviewed in this podcast series actually say even less than that. And I know in my own trading, I find nowadays I'm risking less than 1% of my capital. So what that means is that if you had 100,000 rand in a trading account and you're willing to risk 2% of your capital on each trade, what it means is that you allow yourself to lose no more than 2,000 rand of your 100,000 Rand on an individual trade. It sounds small, but believe me that if you can get it right and if you can get your risk to reward ratios right on your winning trades, where you can make two or three or four times more on your winning trades than what you lose on your losing trades, then when you're only risking 2% on your losers, but you're making five or six or 8% on your winners, and you can do that relatively consistently, you can actually make a success of trading. The critical thing is to make sure that when you lose, You never lose too much money. Um, There are four possible outcomes to every trade. A big profit, a small profit, a small loss, or a big loss. If you can make sure that all of your trades fit into one of those first three categories, you'll be okay as a trader. The big loss is the one that you really need to be very, very careful of. And unfortunately, that's where so many traders come short. You need to avoid the big losses because those are the ones that will wipe you out. And I've seen it time and time again in my career with uh, retail traders who simply go down the wrong hole, the wrong road, and they end up with a a big loss, and it can wipe you out and end in, in tears. The fourth point that I've come across with many of the traders that I've interviewed recently is to treat your first couple of years of trading as tuition and expect to pay school fees. Uh, In my own trading career, it took me six years of losing money and regular wild swings up and down in my trading account before I became consistently successful as a trader. And I've noticed with most of the traders that I've come across in in my life and who I've interviewed in this podcast series, a lot of them went through the same experience. It's almost a rite of passage to go through some tough times before you become successful as a trader. Um, Remember that trading is not something that's taught at university. It's very much an on-the-job thing. So, you know, the real learning basically happens by getting your feet wet and doing. Um, You can read books and by all means read books and go on courses and we'll talk about more of that in a moment. But the reality is that nothing can teach experience like experience. So, with that though, understand that you probably are going to lose some money in your first couple of years. And treat that as tuition fees. Very much like if you went to university to study to become an accountant or a lawyer or an architect. You would pay tuition fees, but you would come out at the end of it with a skill and a whole bunch of knowledge in your head. It's very much the same thing. But with trading, you're learning on the job. You're not going to classes and learning and, and being taught in some sort of a formal education environment. It's what you learn on the job. The fifth point, read, 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 and learn, learn, learn. Um, There are hundreds of books on trading and technical analysis out there and on various methods of trading that have been written by experienced traders all over the world over many, many, many decades. Um, Read as much as you can, but also practice doing your own analysis. Look at charts, uh, study market fundamentals, attend trading courses and seminars, Uh, surround yourself with other traders, Place trades and learn. Um, but very much like any sport, you need to realize that trading is something that you learn by doing. You can read books and you can attend courses and whatever, but unless you actually get on the field and do it and kick the ball or hit the ball and practice, 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 you're not really going to become successful at it. So the key in this is just do it, get involved and do it. But obviously, like I said, start with small capital when you start out in trading. The sixth point that I've come across regularly with many of the traders that I've interviewed is they suggest you get a mentor. Um, And like with anything in life, if you have a mentor or you have a coach that can show you the way, it's going to help you and guide you towards success in in doing that. Um, Unfortunately, with trading, it is quite difficult to find mentors out there. A lot of traders are very private people, and they're very often simply too preoccupied with their own trading to be able to give up of their time. Um, my TradersCorner.co.za service acts as some form of an online mentorship community. Uh, we've got a lot of clients who are successful traders and who are quite willing to share their knowledge online in an online format. Both myself and my colleague, Andrew Todd, who run the Traders Corner website, get involved in our online forum and we assist our clients and provide some sort of a mentorship to clients who are looking for some guidance. So that's one way of perhaps looking to get some mentorship for yourself. And the final point that I've come across with many of the traders that I've interviewed is they say that you need to ensure that you're profitable as a part-time trader before you take up trading as a full-time pursuit. This is really important. Um, it's very, very important that you have managed to become profitable as a a part-time trader before you decide to break away from the security of a job or a steady income stream to start taking up trading. Don't think that just because you're now going to give it more of your time and your attention that you're now going to be successful. You need to ensure that you are successful as a part-time trader before you actually decide to go on and become a full-time trader. Also, remember that many successful traders don't necessarily just trade for a living. A lot of them have got another, another alternate source of income. Um, I'm certainly like that. I don't just trade for a living. I have a number of other things that I do and in business interests that I pursue in order to ensure that I have other uh, sources of risk-free income to supplement my trading. And uh, you'll find that a lot of traders are like that. They either have an equity portfolio that pays them some dividends or perhaps they own some properties that pay them a bit of rent or perhaps they're involved in some or other business outside of trading. And I find that by having that alternative source of income and a little bit of a diversified revenue source, it certainly helps to deal with the psychological challenges of trading and knowing that You're not entirely dependent on trading profitably every month in order to be able to pay your bills. So all of this is important stuff to think about. Um, And if we go back to the original point of this podcast and once again ask the question, should you consider trading as a way to generate an income if you've been furloughed or if you've lost your job? And my answer to that is actually probably not. But should you get started and should you... Start to learn and be learn in a responsible way how to become a trader. Yes, absolutely. Sure, go for it. But also be realistic about your expectations and approach it on the understanding that it is a journey of personal growth and it'll come with many challenges and a road with many twists and turns in it. Uh, it's certainly not an easy way to replace your income and to work from home. If it really was easy, everybody would be doing it. And that's really not the case. So I hope this has helped you in understanding answering the question of whether you should actually take up trading as a full-time pursuit if you have been uh, furloughed or if you've, you've lost your job. Please be careful out there. Be responsible and know that trading is not easy. It's probably one of the most difficult things that you'll ever try to pursue. But do also know that if you can get it right and if you're willing to invest the time and effort that's required to become a successful trader, it can be a wonderful way to make an income. And it gives you a lot of freedom as well. So that's it from me for this episode of the podcast series. I hope it's been helpful and I'll be back with you again next week with another interview with one of the expert traders that we've been interviewing in this Talking with Traders series. Thank you very much. Enjoy your week. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Talking with Traders, brought to you by IG, a world-leading CFD provider. We really are privileged to have such a leader in the field of online trading involved in this series. Please follow us on Facebook and engage with us there. And a reminder to make sure you subscribe to the series by clicking the subscribe button on your favorite app. Till next time.